0: I remember when well, it was during my grad year at Amherst. I took it down because I had new people moving in, and I think we took it down because our parents were coming. No, we took graduation. it down
1: because, yeah, we took it down because.
0: I think okay. specifically
1: your parents and then your parents never came to our apartment.
0: Yeah. Like my dad walked in and my mom was like, I'm not fucking going in there." She's like, I, she's like, I'm already going to have like a at The disgustingness of it. So we did. And then, uh, I remember I took it down and I threw it in the desk in my bedroom. Um, and like I took both of them and I remember I sandwiched them together because we duct taped to the wall and, put it in there and then I, re- I do remember cleaning out the apartment the year later and still seeing them in like uh probably took a picture and sent it to you or something but i don't know where they did i'm i was throwing away so much stuff from that apartment yeah. definitely threw them away i was like throwing away like all the furniture and shit
1: yeah so i yeah, yeah. mean we uh that that apartment needed purging badly mm-hmm. um but let's just start mm-hmm. with how was your uh fourth of july weekend
0: I'm a bag of jigs. Put me to your lips. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, we missed you, bub. Um, I know. I'm going to have to come back
1: for like the – I'm going to have to just pull a Dave Portnoy and just have the month of July be my vacation month. Yeah. That's my eventual goal so that I can come back for my birthday and the fourth.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, we were in uh, Medford, uh, Medford for the third. And that was fun. but just like – I don't know. I was, like, I was already, like, going to, like, end up driving home. I didn't want to stay over. So, I, like, didn't get too crazy. Um, Immediately showed up, and it was uh, me, salt, turbs, and then just uh, half of Dedham. Yeah. Um, Chilling. And uh, then more people started showing up, like, our friends. And then it was, like, there was, like, a lot of people there. And uh, some of, like, the girls that, like – Or in our friend group, brought their college friends, and I was just like, okay, like I was wearing wearing like a uh, a I was wearing bird dogs and like a like a shirt with a stain on it, and my visor, (coughs) my hair was all over the place, and I got like the pedo stash going, and like all these girls were just like giving me like weird looks, and I'm like, "Uh, I'm gonna stay outside, like like I have friends here, like don't kick me out because you think I'm a homeless man, like (laughs) show anything and uh that was that um went home and then the next morning the fourth um ended back up in town hometown um with the pup with rosie and so she was with me the entire day through the wiffle ball game pretty good um i think Dear, wait
1: uh, did she meet willow
0: yeah her and willow like did well together that's uh, good Sniffing other the butts and, and whatnot. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, well, first off, I showed up halfway through the third inning. Yeah. Um, ended up, you know, winning. Uh, thanks to, honestly, thanks to the hog hitting, like, a beam into left field and just, like, killing it. Um, first year in, I, I broke a three-year streak of hitting a home run. Uh-oh. My uh, first up at that. Or, like, who within, was- like, the first few innings. Like, I hit a home run three years in a row of that. that who, who played woofball? Was it everyone? Yeah. It, so, I'll run it down. Shouts out to, to the chat shit get banged group. Um, on my team was um, me, me, Ryan, Gus, Kevin. Yeah. And then Pat was all-time pitcher for the first game. Right. Um uh, and then the other team was Ben, Nick, Sean, Justin. I think that was it, and or yeah, I think. Oh no, because there, was, there was five of us. Chris showed up. Oh, Jake Irons. Jake Irons. That makes sense. Yeah, and uh, uh, Chuklakas showed up uh, a little bit later. Um, the first like the first year that i've been doing it for a while besides like the first year no one's like brother-in-law showed up which is, like, <laughs> to make anything awkward which was great um and uh i'll they we they had us on the ropes to begin the first few minutes but then augie hit that that line drive and pulled pulled out the victory and then we played like uh, not gonna uh, lie they had us in the first half yeah not gonna lie they had us that was try- what i was trying to say um <laughs> We played another game, five innings, three outs, each inning. Um, I don't think we won that, but I, everyone was already like, all right, fucking done with this. And I ba- ended, ended back up at the Swantons. Uh, all of those girls that were giving me dirty looks because I looked like a homeless man the night before were all, like, yep. super excited to see me because I had Rosie. And they're like, okay, you can leave now. And I'm yeah. just like, yep. I was just like, awesome. I'm, I'm dealing with her all day. I'm like, go watch her for a little bit. Like, uh, I'm going to cook a hot dog and chill. <laughs> but, uh,
1: best case scenario I know but it was good how about your fourth I didn't do dick I worked we got time and a half nobody fucking came in so I fucking sat on my thumb and uh, did a whole bunch of nothing and then when I got out I went for a run and it was actually cool because like our neighborhood's pretty pretty nice and so we uh, there were a ton of fireworks just like going off and so I was like just taking a run listening nice. to music and like all the fireworks going off That's good. I played Warzone for most of the night and got back-to-back wins. Damn! Then you got solos. No, it was one of them was a trio and one of them was a duo of randos though. No, it was a
0: kid that works at Bar Taco. Uh, 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 oh, I see. Um, well, God bless America. Yeah, um, fighting I, for our country. I was psyched. That's <laughs> badass. Um, I then immediately started singing "Back to Back" by Drake. Yeah. Um, uh, Rosie wasn't too happy with the fireworks. She did. It wasn't like a long day, so she was tired, so she dove underneath the couch and before the fireworks even started. But there were, like, fireworks, like, on my street, like, lighting yeah. off, like, right outside of my house. 5 a.m. rolls around. This guy's trying to sleep,
1: you know? It's just yeah. my bedtime, and That's when you are go to are still setting off fireworks. I
0: was like, what the fuck is happening? They're, like, I mean, typical now, but, like, lighting off fireworks, like, last night, like, on the 5th. I was just like, come on, man. Like, fuck off. It's, it's Sunday. Go fuckers. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. i um, yeah. uh, glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, speaking, speaking of America, we can get into a little bit about some music news. Um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, or Kanye, rather, yeah. um, has... Um, it's easy to confuse the two. They look very okay. similar. Um, he has announced <laughs> his participation... In campaign running for president of
1: twenty twenty. Yeah, so. buddy. Uh, which, speaking of which, I just went to register to vote. Yeah, I pat myself on the back. I think I've done that. Like I did vote for like the primaries or whatever it was. Yours is less of a a difference because you just moved towns whereas i moved states so i would i would would still have to vote in the amherst uh local elections and i was like uh gonna pass on that yeah she hit the offer though
0: well i will say we have been waiting for uh you know his official announcement for since 2016 when he said hey i'm gonna run for president but in 2020 And then he pushed it back a while ago, like, maybe, like, a year ago. And she's like, actually, never mind. It's going to be 2024. And we're all like, "Okay." But now he, like, pushed it back up and was like, I'm running for 2020. So, like, I mean, it's so close to the 2020 election that, like, he's probably going to be on the ballot. Or not. I don't even know, (laughs) dude. Like, I would assume. Did he miss the window? He missed the primaries.
1: Yeah, but also he's... I'm assuming running as an independent yeah. Yeah. or as a write in candidate. And I mean, you can run an effective campaign, but it's like, what? We're like
0: five months out, bro. Yeah. I think it's July, elections, November. So now that we, we've talked about what, how, how, he, how basically Kanye infiltrated the right,
1: He's four months out.
0: Yeah. How, he, how Kanye infiltrated the right basically like became buddy buddy with Trump and then like on the low was like paying for the bail and child support for all of these, you know, um in wrongly uh, uh, prosecuted African Americans in the country. Where is he gonna stand on this political spectrum? You think he's gonna be in the middle since he's he's got leanings in both left and right? He's a millionaire and likes having money, so he's obviously gonna in some sense... He's states, gonna be
1: a little bit fiscally conservative at the exactly. But he's yeah. also I think it's really difficult, and I think, well, Kanye has done his very, very best to um, ignore what uh, the – how do I phrase this delicately? Um, He's done his best to distance himself from the things that usually bring hip-hop back to its roots. Yeah. Like, he's done the complete opposite. He's been like, I want fashion. I want to have Kim Kardashian as my wife. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. Um, whereas I think slavery's a choice, that, yeah. One of the things huh. that makes rap very uh, appealing is that, like, even for guys like Drake and like Future and Thug and like all those kind of guys, Killer Mike, everything, there's like a certain element of like the community you grew up in never sort of leaves, and you're still yeah. always coming in contact with people like from that sort of walk of life. And so, I think it, whereas like in other genres, you kind of can just sort of become the superstar and then you don't have to think about it anymore.
0: Rap is sort of like you always have a pulling back to where you came from. I think it's been a while. I think right after life of Pablo dropped, Kanye transcended being a rapper and is now just a public figure. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the, he's on the TV show. He's very politically active, but like politically active, like, Unlike how Killer Mike is, where he's like kind of like. Uh, it's like true activism. Yeah, like it's Killer like Mike does. Yeah. And then Kanye is basically like how Donald Trump got into politics. Yeah, it's just like a little bit. I got money and like look at me. Everyone knows who I am. So they're going to vote for me. Like everyone knows I'm a household name. So everyone would vote for me. That's kind of how Trump, Donald Trump <laughs> got to where he did. Um,
1: to answer your question, honestly, I don't know where Kanye would fall on the political spectrum. Yeah. But I'm also a little nervous that if he actually, like, runs a campaign or even him just tweeting that, that that's going to pull votes from Biden. Yeah. Because I that's think – That's always a fear of mine because there's so many idiots who will
0: just do write-ins. He's definitely pulling votes from both sides. It's either he's going to pull a surprising, a shocking – Amount of votes from both sides, or he's going to pull no votes from either side. Yeah. he will have. A, he will have zero, like that. Or, or, or he'll have the amount of number, uh, the, the amount of number of Kardashians that are. He'll have that number of votes, yeah. and the rest of the country will vote for him. Um,
1: you you can win the presidency by a plurality, right? It doesn't have to be majority. Um, it based 100, it's based one hundred. It's based one hundred percent on electoral college. Yeah, right? it's still like it would, okay. Polls. It would be super funny if. Like, like, nothing else happened, and Kanye just like took Ohio. That would be would, fucking hilarious. Uh, let's <laughs> like took one whole state, like a very it. important swing state. Let us
0: let us make a bet. If, if Kanye takes one state? In the, elect, in the in the, the presidential campaign. Yeah. If he takes one state of majority votes, or actually if whatever, however, it, uh, the Electoral College deems, yeah, Ohio, all for Kanye. Uh, the two of us have to,
1: what? What do you want to do? I will get a tattoo of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I will? Like a large one. Uh, uh, yes. Not, I, like a, not ridiculously large, but like actual size of like, if you were to get the album the, whole al- the not the whole album. I just just the, the woman on the front. Oh, oh
0: oh oh oh!
1: Not even like what about the red
0: around it? No. no. Okay. Yes, uh, the- I will too. If Kanye, yeah. if Kanye takes one state, one state, one. Well, the two, the two of us will get the uh the yeah. It's the painting of the, yeah. the ballerina in the black. We yeah. will get that tattooed somewhere on us. I totally- I got plenty of room on my back. I'm good to uh, go. I'm, I'm, I was actually, I'm planning very soon. Like, I want this to do before we leave for Maine. I want to um, get a tattoo before Maine. If you it, wait, my like,
1: sister and I are going after Maine to get stuff. If you want to come with us. Well, like? Like that week after Maine while I'm home. After the 25th or like? No, like, no, no. like Within 18, that week. This 18th, 18th to 25th when we're going. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but I'm not gonna be up in Maine the whole week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um I have a I have a place, my, my neighbor um like ha, he's got a bunch of tattoos and he was just like, Oh yeah, he like uh this place. That's, I know. That's are good. they open right now? Yep. Here okay. he, he, he like got one recently. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah. Um we won't be getting the beautiful dark twisted Pants. No, not yet. We have not to wait until November for that. Yeah that will wait for November. That would be
1: so dude like just imagine like watching CNN election coverage and they're like um yeah so uh it's currently at like 257 to 235 reporting precincts um and it's looking like a pretty even split between Biden
0: and Trump and then uh yeah Kanye took Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> Or it's like, Kanye took South Dakota. Yeah. Or no, North Dakota, because that's, sh- that's where the picture from the Yay album is. <laughs> if Kanye takes North Dakota, I will also get the, um, what do you call it? The uh, late graduation bear on my ass. Okay, okay. If he takes, more specifically, if he takes North Dakota, yes. I will be getting two tattoos. Yes. Tristed <laughs> Fantasies and late registration bear on, my, on me. <laughs> or I could I could honestly see him taking like Illinois just cuz of Chicago. Yeah, just cuz of Chicago. Oh. But then again, I I think he he may have alienated Chicago since he's like no longer associated with them. He's like all LA. He's like all like, Hollywood. I live in LA and uh Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. Um so moving on from uh music news not talking about any music or any uh, like drops. Uh, do you, you can spearhead um, the the Twitter beef that erupted.
1: Uh, not oh. so first of all, I have to send you a video because I watched this last night, and I was gonna do it during our. I had this grand plan of like doing our video segment first, and like then it would lead into this. And then I don't want Just I, fell apart. Yeah, I don't want to do videos today. We'll do the top five today. I am going to send you this video from tw- the tweeter. You may have seen it. I don't think I retweeted it, but it's going to be in the area of grievances. So, the man, the myth, the legend, um, Freddie Gibbs, uh, got in a little Twitter beef with DJ Academics, uh, who is a noted YouTuber and blogger. Um, Such a 20th century uh, thing. And the beef started... um, I don't remember exactly how, I know he outlines it in the video, um, but basically it started because Gibbs said something about like him being better than, or like one of the most relevant rappers, Yeah, and then uh, DJ Academics just decided to like hop in, and then he said something about Jeezy, and then... To quote Freddie Gibbs, <laughs>
0: academics decided to eat those bullets too. <laughs> yeah. So from what I saw, yeah, it was academics basically being like, dude, you're like, you're not selling as much as you, you think. Or like the amount that you are selling, like it's not even close to anywhere where these big names are. And then he was basically like, dude, like my kids, my, my son's room is bigger than your entire house. Yeah, he was, like, he
1: was like, my son's room is bigger. Bigger than your entire house, bitch! Shut up.
0: Yeah, and it was just like going off and then I saw so many like. Well, first off, I keep seeing pictures of academics dressed as a Teletubby because yeah. I think that's just what Gibbs Freddie Gibbs called them. Was like, dude, you're a Teletubby or something? He said he, he said he
1: looks like a Teletubby, and then he released a line of shirts that are DJ yeah. Academics'
0: face photoshopped on a Teletubby. Photoshopped on a Teletubby, yeah. I need to watch that video because I only got to the part where they were like here's the beef and to talk about it we actually have freddie gibbs and he's just drinking like a dr pepper while like (laughs) while like vaguely staring off camera just like what's up that's all i got to freddie
1: gibbs is first of all just like background a little bit gibbs is like really really big he has a huge social media presence his instagram and twitter are like trying to think of a comparison but they almost like they're almost like world star a little bit. Like yeah. he will like like he finds stuff deep in the corners of the internet, and he'll like his
0: Instagram story it will just be like crackheads fighting. Yeah, and it like all the time. Throwback to like when we first started doing the podcast, and we ne- we wanted to like almost like saturate the market and saturate ourselves. We we would follow like everyone yeah. in hip hop. I remember following Freddie Gibbs early on because he was I. I knew he was a rapper, but he hadn't dropped what we know now know yeah, him to yeah. have dropped. But it, you're right; it was like a, his Twitter was just a breeding ground of like hip hop videos that just the world hadn't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were like, like, like weird ass hood rat shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, 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 a, like, a,
1: like I remember Chick Chikas still sends me like his Instagram stories every once in a while. And, like, there have been multiple where, like, I'll watch the video Chris sent me, and I'll keep going through his Instagram stories, and it's, like, crackhead, eating another crackhead's pussy. <laughs> and are <you're laughs> like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> crackhead, eating another
0: crackhead's pussy. Woo.
1: Fuck, man. So, um, but, yeah, and then Gibbs has sort of gotten big. Um, it's, he almost, like, has gotten under, like, because I think he was independent for yep. the most part. Yeah. Up until a couple weeks ago, when he got signed to a label
0: um, and got like a big fucking deal that and I think money now. I think that's where it came out of, too, where like Gibbs was basically not flexing, but like I, I would say promoting himself and promoting his yeah. new label. And academics just came right over the top. It's like, dude, you have a YouTube video like a youtube channel where you review other people's music like and like i know he's on the radio like sometimes and everything but it's like i I look at academics because i've seen his shit before and i totally just i've disagreed and i've agreed with his take sometimes he it's like he's trying to be like Charlemagne, like he's just he's a fucking dude like we
1: we would have bullied him in high school yeah he's a fucking dork and it's just like you can't start Twitter beef if your whole shtick is giving opinions on things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then and, you have no ground to stand on. You haven't done shit. Someone like Charlemagne in his like radio show. What's the radio show again? Uh, or with Budden. Well, yeah. Whatever. Whatever it is. And Joe is it with Joe Budden, right? Or is that different? I think it might be with Joe. Yeah, right.
1: No, no, no. Charlemagne's not Joe Budden. but but well,
0: I don't know. Yeah. And it's the same You're same shit as so. That's the one where, I'm, I'm, I just keep thinking about like this uh, the radio studio where it was when um, Kodak Black had the ski mask on and yeah. they're like you get chicks and he goes, well, so sad, so get <laughs> yeah. whatever that one was like I forget if that's Charlemagne or if that's the Joe Budden show or whatever but like. They give their opinions because, first off, they've been in the game for for that long. Charlemagne, even though he's not like rapper rapper status like Budden is, but or any of these other, but like Charlemagne has made a name for himself for being like a popular figure, and he has his opinion, and he brings people on that show to have a discussion. Academics, like I said, is I literally the only shit I've seen of academics doing his thing is he's in his bedroom looking talking to YouTube about like, hey, like the. the this Freddie Gibbs dropped an album and it sucks. It's
1: like, dude, you yeah, the other thing weird. is like Charlemagne has a radio show yeah, that is exactly. on the radio every day. So he, he part of his thing is like he'll have people in because they're on a press circuit for exactly. for an album coming up or some shit like that. Academics is literally fucking nobody. Yeah. Like he's somehow I don't I would love to know how he got famous. Because, here's a fun little fact. Probably because of shitty takes. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. That's how irrelevant yeah. DJ academics
0: and, and talking about irrelevancy. Fucking yeah. GG academics that tell Toby he be fucking ass. Yeah, and then he's
1: over about- here talking. And also, like, if you boil it down, the whole thing, like, really blew up because, like, academics was trying to say that, like, Jeezy is, like, bigger than Gibbs. And it was like that's a ridiculous argument because what what's the last Jeezy song? I exactly. So, yeah. I I can I, think of 808s and Heartbreak, amazing. Yeah. Featuring Jeezy. And then I think there's a 50 cent and Jeezy song that was from when we were in like high school. Yeah. Like it's and it's like, okay, he had a ton of big songs back then. And he's apples probably still and cashing royalty checks, but Gibbs is doing his shit now. And Gibbs came up as an independent. Yeah. And I independent, think that's a completely different conversation. And then was academics was what like, academics
0: was like, show me your tax returns. And it yeah. was like, um, no. That was like when Trump was just like, Obama needs to show his birth certificate. It's like, <laughs> it like you dude. Shut up. Yeah. And then like, um, like, show dick. And then
1: academics like called him Mr. Gibbs. Like in a tweet where he was trying to like chirp him. What's and I was like, us, that's that is the lamest thing of all time. You either gotta like really double down and be like you're a bitch ass, or like
0: just be just don't I don't get it. It's so and, weird. And then Freddie Gibbs told academics to push it, ladies. <laughs> Classic good. <laughs> Classic good.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, uh, and yeah. Freddie Gibbs has won that argument and will forever win that argument. Anyone can win that argument against Academics. We can win yeah. that argument against we, we We will gladly take on DJ Academics
1: in any of his endeavors and do it better than him. But um, the last things I wanted to mention was uh, Freddie Gibbs in that video I sent you. First of all, Gibbs released, like, he was in the studio and he just took, like, a fucking selfie video of him freestyling about Academics and just yeah. absolutely fucking him. Him. It was so funny. And it, like, wasn't very good, but it was, like, good enough that I was, like, yeah. And then in that video, he calls academics. He described him as he looks like he would drive a Dodge Caravan. <laughs> he looks like a real mini minivan-ass motherfucker.
0: He and, look, looks like a baby. He's got a very big baby face, and he's hidden it with, like, a he, uh, so-so beard. He's just, like... Yeah, he's just round. Like, he his looks like,
1: shapes are round.
0: He looks like Fozzie
1: Bear. <laughs> waka, waka. And then Gibbs also was saying that he had just got, uh, he had just beat, like, some sort of, like, federal tax case. Yeah. Like, it was something, I mean, he didn't really go into it. But then he was like, so it was, it was wicked funny that, like, academics was all of a sudden like, yo, show me your tax returns. And he was like, definitely not. Like, absolutely yeah. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs>
0: what are you federal (sighs) well um i don't know if you do you have any like more like music drama news that's been happening or we can get into um our podcast stuff we wanted to talk about no but
1: the only other thing was the bet awards were recently and i think i think the baby won a couple and something else but we should do our own tet awards
0: tet uh Trolling, trolling entertainment, trolling entertainment. Yeah, we, maybe we can come up with some ideas uh, for next episode. Some some categories. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to take some time on that. Keep,
1: keep your uh, keep your eyes out for yeah. the uh, award show.
0: I was just listening to PMT and they had their takeies. Yeah. And the Blake of the Year stuff is so funny. I haven't I haven't gotten it's to good. it yet. So. It's good. I won't I won't uh, reveal anything. But um, Duncan, you were talking about how you finished up watching um, Eric Andre's special. Um. I watched it too. Um I did not like it. It was You didn't like it. Okay. It was absolute chaos. I l- really like it was hard to watch because it was everything that I like about Eric Andre just in the complete worst setting for it.
1: I will 100% agree with you of I found that so I sat down one night and I tried to watch it and I got like five minutes in, and I was just like, I'm not in the, not mood, in the mood for yet. this right now. And then I went back to it when I was a little more in the mood, and I realized that he's just essentially doing like his show, but he's doing it in stand up form. And that just is that medium is not conducive. Yeah. To his humor, but I still found enjoyment. In it after a while, and I was like interested in seeing like how he was doing things, what he was doing, but it's really just like a
0: lot of yelling. At the yeah, that's what I was really just like, holy shit! Like he's just, it's like um, the five-year-old that just learned the the new curse word, and he's just screaming it. And I'm like, yeah, like I know this is funny to some people, but I would have been in the crowd and I would have laughed the first time he screamed like pussy, and then the next time would have been like, okay. Like is this it? There was some parts that were really funny where he just talked like a normal stand-up comedian, and he has good setups and punchlines and and um, and overall jokes. But I think he falls to relies too much on his like shock factor of him just screaming and being absurd and just like being overall crazy guy. I absolutely love the Eric Andre show. I love everything about it, every bit he's done. But it's so funny because he is alienating other people out in the real world. And in stand-up form, he's not alienating anyone. It's, he's just screaming at people that are all on board. It's not as funny when you know mm-hmm. that the crowd is on
1: board. However, I will say that there were a couple of shots of the audience where you could pick people out who clearly didn't know what they were getting into. And like, a- it was like somebody's like girlfriend or something. And they were like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah, And those were wicked funny. But um, the two things I want to say is, A, I think that I settled into it after a little bit because I kind of realized that I had to put down my like, conception of what stand-up was supposed to be and just treat it as, like, a show. Like, in, yeah. like this is a long-form Eric Andre show. Yeah. And I think... I was thinking about it, and I was like, he may actually be one of the first, like, alternative stand-up comedians to kind of go mainstream. Like, Like, this Netflix special is big. Like, although yeah. not everyone loves it, like... It's in Times Square on billboards. Like, it's... it's he was doing, like, press yeah. circuits for it. Like, yeah. And, like, I feel like that's never really happened with someone who
0: doesn't fit the sort of stand-up mold. Yeah, and I wouldn't... I really wouldn't... Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't... I would consider him a comedian. I would not consider him a stand-up. No. Um, and to be able to have this meme... Because you think about all the other people that are kind of doing what Eric Andre's doing um in terms of like a uh, absurd television show or just a bit television show he and peel has their show basically ripping off dave dave chappelle and they aren't necessarily com- stand-ups they're more improv type yeah. of guys and bit and sketch writers yeah um, and, and like and-
1: they would do little
0: like almost
1: stand-up bits in between but it was like a small prepared bit to introduce the next like sketch. Yeah. I
0: don't there hasn't I also been like a wouldn't
1: mess. say that they ripped off Dave Chappelle. I think that makes it sound way more well, negative than it is. Well, they just took Dave the Chappelle's, Dave Chappelle's
0: form and they Dave Chappelle says that Key and Peele ripped them off. Yeah, but like they did a good job. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love I love the Key and Peele show. Um but they, yes, you're right. Like, they have those little stand-up weird things where they're basically, like, it's almost like they're reading off a cue card. It's like a talk yeah. show host would. Like, it's almost like an SNL kind of deal. Yeah. yeah did you hear about the... But, um, and it, but, yeah, I could not see them having a full stand-up, either one of them. Like, yeah. Um, then there's the Tim and, Tim and Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They are the absurd thing. I don't think that they would ever be on. I think that they've both done stand up before, but again, they are like sketch writers with their just absolutely like left field, uh, like super alternate reality, whatever the fuck they're doing. Was that
1: that the show that we used to, that used to come on after? What was the show that used to come on and we would wake up at like three in the morning and like after falling asleep in the recliner and on the couch and it would be,
0: we would be watching adults swim and it would just be like the weirdest shit. That may have been the Tim and Eric show. So the Tim and Eric show, there's like, I'm trying to think there. I I, I, don't, I really, I cannot describe it. You would just have to find the Tim and Eric yeah, like yeah. compilation of shit. Um, yeah, I, you're going back to the Eric Andre thing. He def, you're right. He is out of all those people The the key and peels, the, um, Tim and Eric, the, if you think about like comedy central, like Detroiters Mm -hmm. and uh, what is that show that's on Netflix that has one of the Detroiter guys in it? Like, uh, I think you should leave now. Oh, yep. They all are alongside Eric Andre, but Eric has seemed to been like, well, I'll go up on stage and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked. I think it didn't work for some people. But it is—it's the first of its kind, like, or it's the first time that this, or it's showing how big Eric Andre is compared to the rest of them. That he's able to be in Times Square, have a Netflix special, tour this entire country to do it, and yeah, I mean, I give him props for doing that. It wasn't the screaming and the absurdity didn't sit that long with me. It was funny, funny the first two minutes, and then it took a while for me to get back into it.
1: The other thing is, I think that I. I would recommend you listen to the the Whiskey Ginger podcast with him I on will. it because it is interesting to hear, and I think it it puts some puzzle pieces together because I realize that for the most part we don't know a whole lot of Eric Andre outside of he's like a very private person. Yeah, he of, was... and he doesn't do a lot of interviews. So, like, he let it slip that right before we locked down for coronavirus, they had just finished season five reshoots of the Eric Andre show. Yep. So that means that. we should be getting another season this fall.
0: Have you listened? He's on PMT a couple weeks ago. I didn't listen to it because I assumed I already heard most of it. Nope. It's, he talks about, uh, we're supposed to be getting it at the, in November of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he talks about uh, a little bit like it, this was much harder before uh, when they were filming it, much harder for him to like be undercover and do like these weird things. Um, and the interview was really good at what they were like, we have some questions and he was so ADHD. Like, I'm not like, he wasn't like, I'm not going to answer your questions, but he literally like, as soon as he got on the Skype call with Dan and PFT, he, his doorbell rang and he goes, all right, I'll be right back. (laughs) Answered his door and it was drizzly dropping (laughs) off like booze form, And then he just proceeded (laughs) to talk to them about the booze he drinks, he's been making a lot of cocktails and he's like, they're almost a fat piece of shit on. now on Santino's podcast. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he's definitely different with, inter- uh, yeah, we, I don't think we've heard a lot in most of his interviews. He's in a character. Yeah. He is like, because like, you're, he's expected to be the Eric Andre yeah. show. And yeah, he he, 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 he makes like weird, gross comments and he like takes his pants off and like on Conan interviews. And shit. yeah. So, um,
1: and then the second thing that that put some pieces together for me as far as the special was that he mentioned that he had been doing the Eric Andre show live as a tour for a while before yeah. this. And so it makes sense that this almost feels like a progression going from that towards stand up. Yeah. So like maybe if he does another special, it will be more stand up but this felt like it carried a lot of what worked in the Eric Andre show live. And then he took it and tried to add it to standup material. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And I even think like there are some people out there that like, they have a mind for stand-up jokes and then they have a mind for bit sketch jokes. And Eric is definitely the, a, a really, really good absurd bit writer. Or yeah. sketch, sketch yeah. Writer. yeah. Like Eric, he probably wouldn't because of his mind being like a, like like uh the mind of like a, a homicidal maniac uh, He would work a crackhead serial killer yeah, he would work really well in, in snl he would come up with those absurd like scenes that you know probably wouldn't fly in snl if snl was a little bit more liberal and like wanted to take chances eric would literally thrive in that shit because he's such if, a good sketch person snl wasn't on a major tv syndicate yeah exactly um well, and you were talking about how Eric was on Whiskey Ginger. I am definitely going to listen to that. Um, anything uh, that you got on Whiskey Ginger? Not really. Um, we do
1: have more just general comedy to talk about. I want to oh, just yeah. touch on, did you listen? I'm assuming you didn't, but the um, your mom's house this past week. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, they talked about the Dalia situation from their point of view. Ooh. And it was very interesting they kind of they sort of made the point that like they don't know him all that well like they're not in that circle necessarily like they're they're like work friends yeah they like he's been on the podcast and like they knew he like sort of was like a a pussy magnet a little bit and like but they didn't really know the extent of it Mm -hmm. but they sort of more went into the the whole joey diaz rogan kind of thing Mm. and sort of made the point that like it's really unfair to take what Diaz said and what popped up like 10 years ago and use it to like frame the narrative of how the comedy club culture is when a, that was 10 years ago and he was telling stories about 10 years before that when there was no chance he had the clout to be giving away stage time. Yeah, Like he was like an opener. Like he didn't, is this Diaz or Delia that they're referring to? Diaz. Oh, okay. And like how he was a full-on cocaine addict all yeah. through the 90s. And now his whole shtick is like telling more and more outlandish stories oh, to yeah. get people to laugh. It's like, what is the next ridiculous thing that will come out of Joey Diaz's mouth? Yeah. And so I think that sort of comes back to our point about like, you really can't, like, if, if people had come out and been like, yeah, Joey Diaz is making me so dick for stage time, then that's one thing. But if you're going to take something that two guys said on a comedy podcast and use it to shape the narrative of, like, a whole
0: culture, that's kind of fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, like the – exactly. It's a comedy podcast and there are – I can get into how I view Bad Friends with Bobby Lee and Santino who run in that same group. And Bobby Lee loves dropping names. Like yeah. Diaz and has all those stories where he's he's um, being uh, a hyperbolic mm-hmm. about a situation that happened, or he's also being very real and yeah. telling a story of his childhood, or or how he came across like some person at a comedy club, and like so. Yes, it's sometimes it's being hyperbolic, or sometimes they're making light of a situation that is pretty serious. But a lot of times they're self deprecating about it. I know that Joey, I haven't seen too much about this Joey Diaz thing about stage time and whatnot. Um, that is where there's a victim involved basically. And it's not Joey Diaz and it's Joey Diaz's story, I guess is what I'm I'm gathering from it. Um, that may, that would put a sour taste in people's mouths. But again, how far back are cancer culture people going to go to push someone off uh, out of popularity just because they feel like doing it, yeah. are, so there's basically saying we are going to go back 20 years ago and light up Joey Diaz for doing something that we think is gross, even though that he started, may or may not have happened. That, yeah, that's all alleged. Exactly. Yeah. Are we going to go? Are we going to go back to, uh, you know? 40 years ago when um, uh, Joey Diaz was working at the Wendy's that I used to go to and he spit my burger. I think we should cancel him for for that. Like how far back are we going to go? There's obviously some things where, yes, we need to go that far back. If it's a single incident, like I, I just popped in my head, the Bill Cosby thing. Bill Cosby had been drugging and raping women since like the 80s. Yeah. But he was also doing it as recent as like 2012. Yeah. So if it's that, yes, light him up yes bring it all the way back have every per- have every every person who he's ever victimized come forward um, and it's just more than a thing but a single event or if it's a, or if it maybe multiple events small i don't i don't want to say like maybe like three events yeah with, i think up, i think i think if, a- if you raped someone in the 1980s i think you still deserve to get canceled exactly yeah 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 oh yeah um but if it's a Joey Diaz situation where it's all allegation and it happened Couple times fucking in the nineties. Like, th- are we really gonna go that far back off of an allegation? Or especially like
1: especially when it's someone like Joey Diaz, who is like your crazy uncle, and like he literally
0: takes a thousand milligrams of THC yeah. per day. And you have all, basically you've allowed Joey Diaz to say every raunchy thing under the sun. And so now you're being like, That's too far, Joey. Like
1: you're like nitpicking. Yeah. And especially yeah. in 2010, when that like this whole culture was very different, and it yeah, was, yeah, you could see you do the could line say, oh, between too. offensive and raunchy was a in a I would say very different place than it is yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was but, it yeah. was just interesting to hear Tom and Christian. I know. I actually are also very it, close with um, like Diaz and
0: Rogan, who was on that. Who was, it was on that? It was just them too. Okay, yeah. it was Tom and Christina. I'll look forward and listen to it yeah, then. Yeah. Um, yeah. To talk about Bad Friends, um, I have really fallen in love with it. Bobby Lee <laughs> was a psychopath, but it's only he's only shown more of his crazy life. So it's like he's, yeah. And I was, he always talked about how his dad died, and he like basically relapsed um, off of like drugs. And alcohol and everything. Um, I didn't know how soon that was. Because it was like... End of 2019. Did he relapse? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so... And the bad friends... Well, he had been... Basically, he was doing Tiger Belly while in, like, recovery, yeah. basically. Like, while he relapsed and was in recovery and everything. So, um... And I was like, holy shit. I didn't, I didn't listen to too much of... Um, Tiger Belly clips here and there. But he was saying he was basically like had fallen off the wagon um, while filming that uh, Gronk show. So, you know, huh. it's called Game On. Like he was like I was showing up like it's with Serena Williams and Gronk and a couple yeah. of comedians. And they like do crazy shit um, or crazy. Um, they like bowl, throw each <laughs> other down a bowling alley. Um, Bobby Lee was like I was high every single day of shooting what was he doing um or what was he on uh probably like pills and probably just again like smoke smoking weed and um coke but he was drinking a lot too so he yeah. uh, he goes way way back so it's like he talks about how his dad was super abusive to his, their entire family like lunatic like he was like my dad could have killed me a couple times yeah because he was like an angry drunk um and he also lived in, like, Minnesota, then moved to San Diego. As soon as he moved to San Diego, it was basically, like, his parents, like, were, like, do your own thing. He was, like, partying, drugs, alcohol. He was uh, molested by uh, – at the from the ages of, like, 9 to 12, he said, by, like, a man with Down syndrome. Yep. Um, and – I have a lot of questions, but I think we're just gonna move on. Move <coughs> um, he would like <coughs> it was when he was like in high school. He said that he would have friends where they would go like to parties and like drink and do drugs, and he just had like a friend that would be like ah and like grab the back of Bobby's head and make him suck his dick. Whoa! Yeah. And Bobby Bobby's was, like classic high school relationship, and like Bobby you know? was like fucked up on drugs, and would just be like, "Yep, like yeah. I'm doing it." Yeah. And blab, so blab, it was blab. just like all like all this blab, blab, stuff, and he was. Blab, 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 blab. Blab, blab, all right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was like, uh, <laughs> they get too far, man. Uh, I got PTSD right now. Um, and uh, so there's like all this shit. And then he finally breaks into show business. And then a lot of the show too is talking about um, both of Santino and Bobby Lee's like experience as like a young comedian where Bobby was like still 17, 18, just working the door at comedy clubs, like his local comedy club. And he would like do anything, mop the floors, but like bust tables, watch, like man the door. And it would be like over time, the owner of that club, he would be like, can I like do like two minutes? He's like, can I get there in two two minutes? And he would like bomb or like do something stupid. And he had like a lot of like racist joke, like Asian, making fun of Asian jokes. And Santina, the same thing was like very (coughs) slow getting up. Bobby Lee would always talk about how he would go in for um, auditions just for like the most menial commercials of all yeah. time he, they I, some of the funniest things is when they're like oh yeah like I did a commercial for like uh like dominoes or like <laughs> or like Folgers like coffee and it was like he was like I just did fucking anything and slowly he gets more and more um spot time on stage gets his his gig and mad tv and just kind of becomes like a bigger actor um and all, all along the way he's he they're always talking about these name drop these relationships they have bobby lee loves dropping names he also like burns so many bridges and talks about and shits on so many people that are still like in comedy that are very much like in his circle and i'll just shit on them. yeah like just like to like just to like anyone he he has like a love-hate relationship with ken jong and yep. like, the most recent episode the most recent episode or one of the most recent ones, he was basically like, "I oh, fuck Ken Jong." He's like, "I fucking hate him." He's just like, I, "I'm done with him." But like three episodes ago, he was like, "I oh, mean, Ken, I like the best of friends."
1: <laughs> I do get the vibe from Bobby Lee definitely that he is another one of those people that he just sort of lets it fly. Whatever he thinks oh, yeah. is funny in the moment, like, let's go for it. Oh, yeah. But I did, I did hear that episode about Ken Jong, and yeah. I thought that he was like uh because santino was talking about if he had gotten
0: the hangover role (laughs) yeah 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 we wouldn't even be sitting here the funniest thing too is they're really really good together because they will like bobby will like talk about either a hypothetical or a thing one of the funnier things was he's um bobby lee's girlfriend's kalilah like yeah i think she's filipino like attractive woman and she was, like, making fun of him because, like, Bobby, you're such a pussy. Like, you never stand up for yourself. You know, stand up for me and everything. You're a pussy. And he's, like, he's thinking about it all the time. And then he goes to the bank. And in front of him is, like, this this uh, this woman. She's wearing, like, a dress or something. And in the line over of the bank is this big, he's, like, this big Latin guy, tattoos. He's got, like, a, a wife beater on, sunglasses, piercings. He's just a big guy. And he looks over and to the woman and he goes, hey, nice dress. And the woman doesn't say anything just kind of keeps looking forward she's like yeah i can tell she's just like a, kind of like she doesn't want to talk to the guy and he goes i said nice dress bitch and now the one he's like the woman is like i can see she's kind of shaking and afraid and so i'm he's like, he's like i can't be a pussy now bobby there's bobby lee right behind the woman I can't be a pussy anymore and he's just like i, I got to do something and so he's like I, I start giving the guy like the evil eye i start giving him like a dirty look and the guy goes turns around and goes what's up bro and bobby Lee just goes pretty good <laughs> Pretty good. And And so, like, that's his story. And then him and Santino just, like, keep talking about it. And Santino loves to do, like, let's do it over again. I'll be you. (laughs) and you be the Latin guy and then like Santino does like an Asian accent because it's Bobby Lee like he does this like out like just super like fucking racist that accent and even Bobby does like racist accents but there was just so I they always do like every episode like like you be him and I'll be you like you be him I'll be you and they just like do like it's so fucking funny yeah any last words Dunky? well uh, go register to vote go if you haven't. Go uh, register to vote and then declare yourself an independent. Cause you vote for Kanye, you know you are. Yeah, buddy. Our Lord and Savior. Keep it sleazy, so and I'm out. He's out with cool cats and kittens. Yeah. Um.
1: Only facts. I will shoot up. Baby duck it it quacks with a Ruger. Top billing come cops and his and Shots is blocked, shipped out. And- y'all feeling it, LP, killing it, killin' my killin' shit, what more can I say, we top billing it, valiant without villainy. it, viciously found victory, burnt towns and villages, burning lootin' and pillaging murderers try to hurt us, we curse them and all their children drink. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to talk away, I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away, so tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away, hey, Yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it the God away, to shoot another day.